0: Hi, my name is Roberto Ancajas, portfolio specialist at Ford Asset Management Singapore. And with me we have Brian Arcees, a portfolio manager. So today we're going to be talking about ESG and Ford. Brian, you have been at Ford for over nine years now. How have you seen the ESG process evolve at Ford?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Roberto. I mean, actually, if we rewind even to before my time at mm. Ford, Ford was founded 42, 43 years ago. The company was really founded on many of the principles that are active in ESG today. In particular, focused on investing in companies that had strong corporate governance. Mm. And that's really been a hallmark of kind of the firm over that full 40-year period. I mean, as you know, Ford was founded in Cape Town in South Africa. Resources make up a significant portion of the index. And so that environmental impact as well has always been part and parcel to the investment process since Ford was originally founded. Now, obviously, as the industry has evolved, um, E, S, and G as a moniker have become more prominent, more regulatory standards uh, and principles have been put in place. And so we have spent a lot of time looking through uh, and adopting some of those as well. As we've chatted about before, We like to be quite pragmatic and very methodical in how we kind of adopt and then employ uh, different standards. So within this ESG space, if you look at kind of the the UNPRI or these principles of responsible investing, we weren't the first signatory, but it wasn't because we don't believe in principles of responsible investing, obviously. But we like to take our time, really review each of the standards and regulations, see how they would apply to our current investment process, mm. and then sign on. And so that's really how you've seen Ford's ESG journey run through time, and we're doing the same today in looking at the SFDR standards in Europe, for example. So many of our funds uh, on the global side are already Article Six funds, but as we look to uplift some of them, We don't just want to claim that we adhere to the new standard that kind of evolves each year. We want to take the proper time to understand it, digest it, make sure that it is what we do within our investment process, and then move our our process forward. And so that methodical journey uh, is kind of how we've managed the business through time and how we'll continue to do so going forward.
0: Okay, well, let's go into deeper detail here. When Ford looks at ESG or has ESG lens on things, Mm -hmm. does it provide an exclusion list? How does Ford do that?
1: Yeah, so we've taken the tact that going forward, so we don't apply an exclusion list. We build our own exclusion list uh, over time, to be honest. The reason being is that if you, again, kind of take a pragmatic approach to the space and you look at exclusion lists kind of today, you'll see either integrated oil companies or miners on exclusion lists. But when you take a step back and think about what's needed for the energy transition, the world needs significantly more copper uh, to further the energy transition than we have today. For us, it doesn't make any sense to exclude copper miners um, as an investment if you want to further the energy transition. So the way that we do it is to look at those copper miners that are acting responsibly from a social standpoint, that are governed properly from a governance standpoint, and that are operating in a way that is emitting less carbon over time. So as anything, there are good actors and bad actors. So we limit our investments to those companies that are continually improving and operating well, but we don't exclude uh, completely specific industries or sectors from investment in our portfolio.
0: Can you run me through an example where you would apply or where you have applied an E, an environment lens over, for example, a company?
1: Sure. I mean, it's a great question. So we invest in a company, for example, called SBM Offshore, which is one of the market leaders globally in FPSOs, these floating production storage offloading units for for deep water oil drilling. Now this is a company that's obviously very active in the fossil fuel space. But there are two reasons why the company is actually so interesting from an ESG standpoint. So first, they're they're designing and manufacturing kind of the world's first carbon neutral FPSO. So the vessel itself is a carbon neutral vessel. But secondly, if you look at the technology behind an FPSO, So a big piece of capital equipment that sits out far offshore in deep water and needs to stay in one place and operate continually. It's basically the same technology that you need for deep water offshore wind, which is clearly a renewable technology. And so SBM Offshore is using their technology of holding those big pieces of capital equipment in place and developing a business around deep water offshore wind. Okay, what about
0: looking at a company through the S, the social lens. How have you experienced that while looking at companies bottom up?
1: Yeah, so the S piece, I mean, we always look at kind of the governance because governance to us and the social piece kind of go hand in hand. If a company is exhibiting kind of strong characteristics of governance, they tend to also be equally focused on ensuring that they're kind of forward thinking on the social side as well. So some of those social characteristics would be ensuring that the labor base of the individual company is treated fairly, that wages are not only fair, but paid on time. And so those are the most important aspects kind of for us when looking at governance and social and and deciding whether or not to include companies uh, within our portfolios.
0: Okay. Well, from a portfolio
1: management aspect,
0: how would you then include an an ESG lens over it?
1: For us, it's incorporated fully into the bottoms-up research for each of the underlying companies. So what some firms may do is to do bottoms-up work on a security and then separately check how that security kind of fares Mm -hmm. on an ESG ranking scale. We actually choose to fully incorporate ESG characteristics into our bottoms-up fundamental analysis of each of the companies. So we're researching that alongside researching the business model itself and incorporating those ESG factors where you can into the actual financial model as well. What's more
0: important to you when looking at the company? A good ESG score or an improving ESG score?
1: I think that's a great question. For us, um, an improving ESG score is more important than a great ESG score. And one of the reasons is that we, we are strong believers in the energy transition, as I mentioned, but if you're Ranking a mining company against kind of a a renewable wind generator Then the scores may be quite different if you're looking at them on an absolute basis Mm. But you need both technologies to further the energy transition. So to us It is important over time if you're investing in a miner for example Which will very much be needed to further that energy transition that that score is continually monitored and that it does improve over time
0: Thanks, Brian Going forward, what does Ford have in store on the ESG front?
1: So for us, it's really more of the same. I mean, we've incorporated ESG, the E, the S, and the G separately and together into our bottoms-up fundamental research and into our financial modelling as we stand today. Over time, as each of those factors in the industry kind of continues to evolve, then we will also evolve with that. But I mean, to, to us, you can't analyze a company and separate out these factors. You need to do it uh, part and parcel as one whole.
0: Well, it sounds like ESG is already in the Ford DNA.
1: Exactly. I mean, as I mentioned, it really harkens back to the founding of the firm 40 plus years ago.
0: Okay. Well, thanks, Brian. There you have it. Uh, Brian Assis, uh, a portfolio manager for Asset Management Singapore, telling us how ESG has evolved at the firm. But more importantly, understanding that ESG has been the heart of the firm since its founding.
1: This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The economic views presented are drawn from facts current on the date of publication. This podcast has not been reviewed by any regulatory authority, including the Monetary Authority of Singapore or the Financial Sector Conduct Authority. Ford Asset Management Companies are a licensed FSP in South Africa and a licensed fund management company in Singapore. For more information, visit ford.com.